Hi everyone, today I'm interviewing Colin. Colin is, he's basically the founder of the podcasthost.com and he was also the founder of Alitu. Now I checked this out a little bit and I think it's an amazing tool and basically it's one of the easiest ways for anyone to record and edit a podcast episode. Now if you're a podcaster like me, you would know that it can take hours to edit a podcast episode and that's the last thing you want to do. You just want to focus on actually literally creating the content. You don't want to sit editing things and uh, Colin has come to our I would say mercy and he's helped people to basically you know with the software that he's created i've spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners going behind the scenes to discover what makes these entrepreneurs successful follow along with season eight of unleash your focus podcast where i dive in deeper than ever before unlocking trade secrets discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful but also really understanding their habits frameworks blueprints secrets and so much more I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you are here, and I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast, the number one place that will help you to start, grow, and scale your online business today. Um, hi, Colin. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How about yourself? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come onto this podcast episode. I really appreciate your time. That's Okay. Can you tell people a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, like I said, I'm founded, I founded um, the podcast host in too, but really got into podcasting what, about 10 years, 11 years ago now through education. So my background's in education, working at universities and, and helping uh, university lecturers use technology to teach more effectively. So I just discovered podcasting at that time as a way to help students and just fell in love with the medium, really. I just, I, I just love the medium, the fact that it's so personal. You know, you feel like there's a person speaking to you, like just one-to-one, -one, just really intimately. And uh, it's just right into your ears. And it's just that way to, you know, consume material, to learn, to be inspired, to, to be entertained. Well, in these otherwise wasted times, you know, when you're driving to work or you're ironing your clothes or you're cooking your dinner. So yeah, that's that just, I, I just ended up in that full time and lucky enough to earn, earn a living out of it these days. That's amazing. What was your, what was your inspiration about your very first episode that you did? Well, my very first episode was uh, teaching those lecturers. So actually I created the 10 part series um, which is why I always go on about seasons-based podcasting these days, because I think it works so well. Um, so I created 10 episodes that taught uh, the people at my university how to start a podcast. Uh, so that ties into everything I do these days as well. So yeah, it was really just learning how to podcast myself and then turning that into a season of 10 episodes, which taught other people how to do the same thing. That is amazing. Now you've been, obviously, like I say, you've been doing this for like 10 years. What has been your, your biggest driving motivation to keep you going on this journey? Cause it's a long time to keep something going. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just always enjoyed, I, I've always loved the education side of things, the coaching, the, the helping people to achieve their aims. And the thing that really caught my imagination, I think about podcasting was I loved being a listener. So I love consuming them, but I love the way it can change your life as well. Like people, I mean, it changed my life. I listened to some shows and that encouraged me to start my own business and, um, and have that, you know, have that sort of take that brave step, I guess. So I love these days helping other people do the same thing, which is to get their voice out there into the world, to get their message out there into the world. And it feels so satisfying 
helping other people like yourselves, Joy, like all the other podcasters that we work with who, you know, they've got something to say and they can help other people and they can change those people's lives. So by us helping other podcasters, we can help change the world in just hopefully better ways. And that's really what keeps me going with it. Yeah. And it's, it's such a great motivation to keep going on things because <clears throat> we live in a broken world mostly these days. And it's nice to hear positive messages out there, not just nonsense news and yes. you know, things that people say. So <clears throat> let me ask you this. So you've, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is a little bit crocky today. So you, um, you're a family man. You live in Adelaide. You said mm-hmm. this before we started recording and you're really from Scotland. So how did that transition come about? You know, because it's quite <laughs> a journey and how did that tie in with your business and how did you keep everything going? Cause it's, yeah. that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it, it came about because, um, my wife and I had always wanted to try living somewhere different, just have a bit of an adventure and, and take our kids along with us to show them that the world's a bit bigger than just, you know, our local area in Scotland. Um, I mean, Scotland's quite a small country. It's, it's a lovely place to live, but we just wanted to show them something different and experience something different mm-hmm. ourselves. And um, I've been married for about 10 years now, and we've lived in a few different places, but all in the same kind of area. So really, it was about, it was about that adventure. Uh, and my wife was coming up to the end of her training and um, professional training. So she was kind of going to the next stage. And that just happens to be a good time to take a break um, and get some extra training. So she she applied for a job out here in Australia. Um, and I obviously run the business remotely. Like we're pretty much all a remote team. So just the timing just worked really well, actually. And our kids are quite small, but they're school age. So they kind of handled the transition really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it, really. It was it was kind of just, it was just the, the fun of the adventure, just to try something different and brighten our, bright, uh, widen our horizons just for a little while. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, we've we've actually planning to do that with our kids as well eventually in the next few years. COVID yeah, yeah. dependent, but yes. yes, that's definitely the goal as well. It's just that life experience, right? It's yeah, just, totally. It's experiencing that something really cool. Yeah, yeah. So this show is about understanding what makes people successful, diving in behind the scenes, and really basically taking this journey on successful people. What has been the thing that you can define that has helped you to become successful in your podcast and other areas of your life? I think one of the things which kind of has come out as a theme in my life, which is maybe slightly counterintuitive, is um, is my ability, is my willingness to quit things, <laughs> and my and, and the fact that I think quitting is generally um, a much less negative thing than most people think. Uh, I mean, I, I have, I think there's a balance, obviously. I think there's, there's a, there's a skill that people can learn. And I think it's really worthwhile is the, 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 the mindset that tells you how to stick to something so that you can work hard, you can, you can see something through, you can finish a thing, but know very intuitively, very quickly when that thing is no longer worthwhile completing or finishing. Because a lot of people have that hard work ethic. They have that, that completion ethic. They want to finish things. And, and that's kind of drummed into you as your kid, as a kid, isn't it? It's like, oh, you've got to finish your dinner. You've got to finish your homework. You've got to finish this, finish that. Um, and quitting halfway through something's terrible. It's a terrible insight. But when you become more grown up, obviously, you realize that some things are not worth finishing. And some things just make you miserable. And the outcome is not worth it. And, 
I've quit a lot of things. I've, I've dismayed my parents. I've, uh, I've baffled my friends quite often over the years just by, by quitting things and changing things. And even coming to Australia was a bit a, a kind of along those lines, like quitting home and uh, quitting some work and, and friends and houses and all that kind of stuff and coming out here and being, it's a bit unusual. So I think that's a big part of it, actually. And that ties into my work as well, but certainly it started in my personal life, just not really putting up with jobs that I didn't enjoy any longer than a month or two or or activities that I suddenly stopped enjoying like I wouldn't just stick at it because it was a sense of duty or it's what I always have done so that's that's part of it I think I love that <laughs> um <laughs> yes especially the job part so you've always had that driving you you know to do something bigger and better than you know just sticking it out in a job that you didn't like yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I remember one time working in a, a call center, actually, that is one of the worst jobs in, in you know, in the world. <laughs> it's, it's I so used to I, be I, one too, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I applaud anyone who does that job and does it well and, and cares for yeah. their customers because it's an important thing to do, but it's yeah. just... Oh. It's, it's not a fun job. Um, and I, but I only did it for, you know, a few months. And, and I remember um, the kind of there was there was a path up there was like there was good things coming like if you stick at this for another six months or a year you'll get to this other job which is really good pays a lot more much more prospects much more interesting I'm like no I'm not willing to put up with six months of misery to get there so yeah this just yeah quit quit if something makes you miserable I don't it's very rarely worth it this is the thing life is too short right so why yeah. why do it why there's yeah. just no point I completely understand what has been your biggest struggle um, in your podcasting journey or your, your basically your entrepreneurial journey so far? For me, there's the other side of that, that sort of quitting thing actually is just kind of a, almost a lack of focus or a, 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 you know, a real desire to do things, to do new things a lot. So I'm really bad for not really seeing things. I, the other side of it is that I can be bad for not seeing things through that I should have seen through. So if I've got a, you know, a marketing strategy that I want to try on the podcast, like I want to do this thing for three months, um, for example, create YouTube videos for three months. I thought I'd try that at one point. Um, but two months in, something else, there's another shiny new thing. I'm like, oh, no, but this could be better. And I'll swap over to that instead. Um, so that that's kind of a downside of that that I talked about. Like, it's, it's good having that mindset that you will change. But actually, in some cases, it is better to stick to the thing you're doing for a bit, a bit longer. Mm -hmm. So focus has always been one of my troubles, actually. Um, I get around it with structure. So I, I build structures for myself. I build plans. I build timetables, that kind of thing. And um, I used to rebel against it. But, um, but these days, actually, I really enjoy having, having like a plan there that says, do this this day, do this at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, do this at 2 p.m. on Thursday, because it's, you know, it takes a lot of mental load off, actually, yes. just getting up and not having to think up the thing you have to do that day, just knowing what the most important thing to do is. So that's been my struggle, though, is, is maintaining that and sticking to a focus, sticking to a plan and really seeing it through. Yeah. So structure is a big thing. Um... I was in a coaching program, um, Alex Sharfin, and uh, he he talks a lot about structure, routine, focus, you know, all of those things that basically really makes us successful because it's the it's the little things behind the scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the biggest things that I've learned from, well, not just him, but like in general, is structure. Structure mm -hmm. is a big, important part of everything. So how, you, you know, say that you, you know, you, you schedule out your time. Do yeah. you have a specific method? Like would you sit at the end of the week to do it for the next week or 
how would you do it? I do it in the Monday morning, actually. So I get up Monday morning um, when I get to the desk after dropping off the kids and everything. I, I sit down and I write for maybe half an hour. So I do um, a bit of a journal, uh, which is kind of talking about last week, what happened last week, what went well, what didn't go so well. Um, and then, so how does that lead into this week? What do I think is the most important few things to do this week? What are the yes. potential challenges? What are the opportunities that come up? What am I thinking about? I try and get all the things that are kind of buzzing around my head onto digital paper. Um, I just use Google Docs for actually, it's just a, an ongoing document that I add to every time, nothing complicated. Um, and then what I do is I think about those main targets. I only have, I try to only have two or three per week, big things. Um, and they'll split down into a few tasks or a few days, of course, but yeah. I try to only have a few and stick to them. Um, and I use a spreadsheet as well. So I have a Google Sheets, um, which is split into days. And I generally schedule a thing per half day. So I'll have, um, you know, blog writing on Tuesday morning. I'll have, uh, you know, this marketing activity on Thursday afternoon. I'll have podcast recording Thursday morning, that kind of thing. Um, and sometimes if it's something quite big and I'm really mm -hmm. excited about it, it'll be a whole day. <laughs> so a whole day of SEO research and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's how I look at it. Nice. I, that's perfect, actually. That's exactly how I would also plan my day. Um, <clears throat> so your program, Alitu, how did that come about? That came about because we had been coaching podcasters for probably three or four years, but mm, that long, maybe two or three years by that point. Mm -hmm. I really went full time in the business in about 2015. Um, and I brought on Matthew, Matthew McLean, who's been working with me um, the longest. So he's the longest serving member of the team here. And the two of us started creating courses. We, st we started blogging more. So we started creating more free content. We started podcasting more, but we also started creating some paid courses. Mm -hmm. um, and we started talking to more podcasters and doing services for them. So um, podcast editing, podcast recording, all that kind of stuff. So we just started doing all this sort of standard stuff a bit more. But through the two years or so, we did that between 15 and 17, 2017, we just we got so many questions about the editing side of things. And because we were editing for people, they were, we were having to charge for that, obviously. And to do it well, like for editing, it, you get cheap editors, but to do a good job of it, you have to charge a fair bit of money because it is quite time consuming. Um, so a lot of people came to us and said, I don't edit, I don't learn how to do this. I hate audacity. I hate all this. Like, learn, what's EQ? What's compression? All this stuff. We don't know how to learn that. So, um, but they couldn't afford our services. So it just kept niggling in my brain whether we could create something that could make this more automated. And I ended up on a mentoring course, um, almost an incubator type program run in Scotland and Edinburgh. Um, in 2017. And it was during that year that I started to explore the idea that I might be able to build something in software. And it was partly because that um, gave me access to a little bit more funding through government funding, some grant funding, that kind of thing. And by the end of 2017, we'd put together a plan after talking to lots of our customers about what kind of tool they would like, what they would use. And actually where it started, it was, we started building it then um, and started applying for funding for it. That's awesome. And so obviously people are loving it by the sounds of it. And I checked it out and it looks really cool. Um, I would recommend you guys go to alitude.com. <clears throat> we'll drop a link below as well. And there's a nice little demo video that Colin put together to take you through it. Well, I'm sold on it. I just need to get my <laughs> beer to be sold on it. But it's, it looks really, really awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> so Colin, this show is for people that are either stuck 
in their businesses or they just haven't really taken that step, you know, that next level to say, okay, I'm going to do this business. What advice would you have for somebody that's sitting on the fence, they're stuck or they're just not ready to take that step in entrepreneurship? What advice would you have for somebody like that? I think, I mean, there's the standard um, advice. You just need to get started. Um, but I think making that more practical is I something I've been doing a lot more recently is breaking things down, is making things simple, is thinking in the simplest, smallest possible blocks of work and projects. I read some great advice recently. It was by the um, the founder of uh, Sierra Online Games. So I'm a bit of a, I used to be a gamer in my youth and I still try a little bit, but I don't have much time for it these days. But I, I read the story about the founding of Sierra um, games and one of his bits of advice was that um, a one-hour task will take an hour, a half-day task will take a day, a one-day task will take a week, and a one-week task will never get finished. <laughs> so I love that concept. Yeah. That the longer a task, like when you're planning something, the longer you think it'll take, the much much like it'll exponentially yeah. um, increase in size. So the only wow. way, really, what I took from that, the only way really to get things done is to keep your tasks down to an hour to half a day, and really plan them in tiny little chunks mm. that you know you can complete and test and mm. ship as well. So. If you want to get started out there, if you're thinking about a business idea, if you're thinking about starting something, just pick something that'll be a step towards that, that only will take you an hour, two hours, half a day at the very most, and just get that done and just finish that. Don't think of it as, you know, I need to launch my blog and create 100 articles because okay. that'll that'll never get finished. <laughs> Instead, think, right, I just need to um, choose my blogging platform. And that is, I'm going to do content marketing. Blog's going to be the source of my my leads. So I'm going to choose a blogging platform and spend an hour just choosing between, you know, WordPress, Webflow, Wix, whatever you want to choose. And that's your, that's your task. And that's a step towards where you want to get. And I think keep moving forward like that. It seems to be the best way to to progress even once you've got a business that's what i'm trying to build into what we do now is break everything down into the tiniest possible things yeah is that your method for goals so you can see i've got a big hashtag goals behind me um i yeah, used to coach businesses one-on-one -on -one quite a bit and goals yeah. was always the thing that comes up obviously because why do you do it you do it to achieve yeah. a goal right yeah. so is that your method then for doing goal setting well goals i think are more, I, in my opinion on goals is more, they're more aspirational, aren't they? They're more kind of where you want to go. Um, and then you've got the, the, almost the KPIs, the key performance indicators that come underneath those goals. And they're the practical things. They're the things you can measure. And then I set tasks based on those. So yeah. I'll think, right, what can I do in the next two hours? That is a tiny step towards achieving that KPI, that key performance indicator, which is a part of achieving that goal. So does it, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. It definitely does. Mm, that's, that's a good way to do it. I never thought of doing the KPIs in that sense. Mm. Um, how do you advertise your business at the moment? Our, our main method is the content, really. It's the it's our main website, thepodcasthost.com. So that's our blog where we've got 600 plus uh, blog posts all about how to start and run a good podcast. Um, and that has been established. We started that in 2010. So that's been around for a fair while now. Um, so we're lucky enough that that has a good bit of visibility in the industry. Um, yeah. Shows up for quite a lot of podcasting searches. So that's our main lead source really right now. 
Um, and we tie, we tie that into email marketing fairly heavily too. So we get people to yeah. sign up for various different free resources and then, and then send them as much useful stuff as we can. That's amazing. I love it. So you, you, um, I just said it. So you guys basically use like a funnel, but not really like you funnel, but you don't actually use a funnel software to do it. Because the main thing that a lot of people do is like funnels, right? Funnels. I mean, I myself is funnels and marketing and things like that. But looking at your website, it's just, it's, it's a website, but yet you funnel people, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> is Was that your go-to method for that? Is it just something that came about? Um, I mean, we, we, we use a funnel in a way. I, what do you mean yeah. by funnel software? Are you talking about? So particular... well, you get different softwares, like you get, yeah. um, I don't know, there's lots of click funnels and improved yeah. pages. And I mean, you get all yeah. these different ones, right? So, so yeah. And I can see that this is not one of them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about maybe having landing pages on the same platform as the email sign up, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we started with WordPress because I love that platform for, for yes. running a blog, making it customizable, just being able to build whatever you like on it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we use, um, we use active campaign for our email, which is, I mean, it's built around funnels in a way. Um, yes. but I mean, I'd, yeah, <laughs> I think of it more as, as, just putting your users on a decent journey where exactly. they're going to get to where they want to get to. So most of our users that come to us, their aim is really just to have a podcast live into the world. They don't yes. even think further than that. No. So, <laughs> so people that end up on our, our articles that relate to that journey. So how to start a podcast, um, how to record a podcast, you know, keywords like that. We know people are right at the start of their journey. So we encourage them to sign up to get our how to start guide as well. And that means we then send them, I think our sequence is something like 20 to 25 emails long, starting with eight quite prescriptive emails on how to get your podcast launched. Okay. Um, so you could describe yeah. that as a funnel. Um, yes, and, it is, and it leads yeah. and, it, and it starts recommending our other products like our courses and Alitu and stuff like that but you don't need to do that like you can literally do the whole launch process and know how to do a podcast using our free stuff um, but we just like building that loyalty and eventually it'll come back around I think yes I love it so your avatar who exactly are you targeting obviously people that want to start a podcast but are you very yeah. niche down into that or we we actually I've I've tried to do this a few times. I know that's the that's the advice I give to people starting a podcast is niche down, get your avatar, get really specific. Um, but because our audience is so broad, like we literally do cater to anyone looking to start a podcast from yeah. a hobbyist podcaster just looking to talk about how to do woodwork, right up to you know corporate companies who are looking to use podcasting to grow their personal brands. Uh, sorry, their company brands. Yeah. So we do have some specifics in there. Like we do have avatars that we we probably cater to more than others. And we're starting to do, you know, the last few months, actually, we've started to do a bit more segmenting along those lines to see how we can improve our conversions from, you know, first visit through to using Halitu or our courses. Yeah. Um, one, one example is the coach. It's the, the mentor. It's the probably somebody like yourself joy who you know you you teach people a certain aspect of running a business for example it's all about your personal brand about who you are um that's what podcasting is perfect for and so we do have um a bit of segmenting around that type of person that type of avatar because i think they really suit podcasting and and because they have an aim to earn something out of it it more justifies spending money on tools that such as what we offer as well yeah um i've heard some really good advice the other day 
that you should really, when you, when you start a new product, you should launch a podcast to go with the product that you're launching mm-hmm. and let that be the traffic that goes with that. So if you launch a course, for example, I don't know, selling glasses, I don't know, yeah, then, yeah. you know, start a podcast based on that and that, you know, let them run side by side because that will be your traffic then for this product that you're selling if you do it right. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, podcasting, it, it works for all sorts of different things. But yeah, so especially things like products or company brands, because mm. the downs, you know, if you've got a product, um, say you're selling, um, you know, a new type of uh, ski boot, you're in New Zealand. So I was thinking about yeah. skiing in New Zealand. Uh, so a new type of ski boot, but try to make a something like that, a ski boot or a set of skis stand out. Yes. Um, it's difficult because there's so many other in the market. There's no personality. Yeah. There's none of that stuff. But as soon as you start interviewing, you know, the ski maker, the ski designer, here's yeah. what I was thinking about when I designed this shape. Here's the hills I use it on and how I tested it. As soon as you know the human being behind that product, you're so much more tied to it. You're so much more connected to it. Um, that's what podcasting does. It puts people, it puts personality, it puts trust and, and credibility behind these non-human, non-personality driven things. So yeah, it works really well for that kind of thing. It's so true. You've nailed it hundred percent. So what's your first, okay. So for people wanting to start a podcast and they, you know, like what is the very first, I don't know, two or three steps. I don't know how, how many steps yeah, yeah. Do you have for somebody. If they want to start yeah, a sure. podcast, what should they do to get going on that? The first steps are always there's uh, there's three parts to it. I think it's yeah. it's figuring out what your um, what the problem is that you're solving. So it's, it's similar. You'll I'm sure you'll have heard this before, Joy. It's similar to a business, a product, whatever it would be. But it's the product you're solving. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the problem you're solving, the solution you're offering, mm-hmm. and why you're unique um, in offering that solution. So an example would be, you know, our, our podcast podcraft, the problem is people want to know how to run a successful podcast. So that's what our podcast solves. It teaches people how to launch and run a successful podcast. The solution we offer is that we break it down into steps. We, we have a podcast episode for every single step of running, growing, and monetizing a podcast. And the uniqueness to it that we offer in podcraft is that, um, I bring in uh, my educational background and really put it into seasons. So it's treated like a course. So we break it down into seasons. So there's one season on how to um, how to choose your podcast equipment, for example. There's mm-hmm. eight episodes on that, from your microphone to your mixer to your recorder. Wow. Uh, there's another season on how to monetize your podcast. And we go through the nine steps of different ways to monetize your podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's quite different from any other how to podcast podcast yes. yeah. um, because of the format that we use and the, and the way we deliver it mm. so those are the three parts that I always ask people to start with it's really think through what the problem is what the solution is and why are you going to and how are you going to make your podcast unique yes would you recommend people to to do a bunch of episodes before they actually launch you mean launch with five no. say straight five? away yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, I think I think three is a good number, actually. Yeah, it's, it is a good idea to have more than one. Yes. Um, but I always caveat that by saying, uh, again, you're trying to break things down to the smallest possible tasks, aren't you? <laughs> so as soon as you think, right, I want to launch with 10 episodes because that's going to be great. People are going to have so much to listen through. But then many people never even launch. If they, if they set themselves that aim, they just get bogged down, they procrastinate, they never make it. 
Um, so three tends to be a decent balance between launching with at least a little bit of content there that people can listen through. If they like your first one, they've at least got a couple of more things to visit, but it's not so much that it puts you off. Um, and the caveat is, do you know what? If you want to launch with just one, absolutely just go for it because in reality, very few people are going to listen in those first few weeks anyway. <laughs> so just launch that first one and then commit to a routine of getting something out every week. And podcasting is a long game. So think yeah. about it as, you know, the first three months are all a big test anyway. So just start getting it out, start making it live. And you only really start improving and learning and growing as soon as you have that first episode live. It has to be out there in public, I think, to start yeah. proper. I love that. I had a few people say to me, just keep going. This was a great episode with so-and-so, but don't, don't stop. Just keep going. I'm like, why would I stop? <laughs> I can never even cross my mind. It just like frustrates me. People, I don't know why. It just, it triggers me because I had, um, I posted an episode the other day that I did uh, interviewing. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, that was such a great episode. I learned this and this and this. Um, and please never stop doing this. And I'm like, I won't, but thank you. <laughs> um, have you ever heard people, you know, like make comments like that, like, basically inspiring you to keep going so you don't yeah. really have that problem yeah for sure no is it, it, i think it comes from the fact that podcasts are quite they're a very uh, routine based medium so people get used to listening to a new yes. episode every week yeah. whereas you know you, you never really you don't do the same thing with a blog do you you don't no. tend to go back to a blog on monday every day every week or wednesday no. every week and le- read a new article it just it's accepted yeah. they come out at random times um, even YouTube channels, I don't know if they have the same kind of routine, but for some reason, podcasting is a really routine-based thing. So, so people notice, like if you stop, people notice. Yes. <laughs> um, and and it, there's also just the, the, I mean, the real power of podcasting is that loyalty. It's the, it's the, we talked about earlier, that kind of intimacy, that friendship between you and the podcast host. So you get to know these people. They talk in your ears every single week. Um, you like it because of the person more than the content. I mean, it has to be good content, but you like it because of the person delivering that content more than anything else. So, uh, and because podcasting's quite a bit of work, people do tend to stop. So most listeners will have had that experience where they've got to know someone, they've got to really enjoy the show. It's been into their weekly routine and then it stopped, it's gone away. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, don't let this happen again. <laughs> so I think that's probably what ties into it. But it, but I think that demonstrates the power of podcasting, that people are so tied to it that they feel the need to say that when they wouldn't say that to somebody doing blogging or YouTube or something. <laughs> no, no. And that's very true. And that's why I really wanted to ask you this question to see if you also received it and, you know, what's your take on it. Colin, do you have anything else that you can add um, to the audience on your side? I think, I mean, when I talk about podcasting, I always, it almost makes me, makes me sound like I'm dumbing things down because I always go to simplicity. I always go to ease. I always go to, you know, finding a way to create a show that makes it as easy as possible to be consistent because Mm -hmm. consistency is really the most important thing. Um, That routine, we're just talking about it, like getting a show out every single week. That's how you grow loyalty. That's how you grow listeners that love your show Mm -hmm. that will then, you know, if you release a product or you have services, they'll buy the products, they'll buy the services, they'll recommend you to others because, because they like your show so much. They like you so much. So it's that consistency. And really that comes down to making it easy to create the show. 
So it comes down to making your equipment really simple. So just choose a decent USB mic that plugs into your, your computer. Don't go with like digital recorders and mixers and all that kind of stuff until maybe the later year. Like, so this is all for the early days, certainly in the later years when you can afford some help um, or you could go full time on it. You can complicate things all you want, but in the early days, simplicity, simplicity. Mm. Um, and yeah, not to, to plug ourselves, but that was what Ality is all built around. It's built around making it so that, you know, it does the audio cleanup. It helps you put your music in and do the fades and all that stuff. So it's just, it's designed to save podcasters time so that you can just be more consistent, get that show out every single week and just start growing that listenership and concentrate on what you do best, which is the content. It's the delivery. It's the yeah. being yourself on the mic. I love that. I really do. And being a podcast creator, I know that, you know, it takes time to record episodes and, you know, have do all of this and this yeah. is nothing it's the behind the scenes <laughs> that takes so long the editing yes. and the music and all of that stuff yeah and yeah. Uh, guys seriously go and check out Alitu it's it's it looks amazing I'm definitely you know going to invest in that it's a it's a really time saving thing we all need that these days time is precious thank you Colin this has been fantastic I really appreciate your time thank you very very much for being on my podcast and um, I will probably catch up with you soon again at some point. Thank Indeed, you. Indeed, yeah. No, thanks for having me on. It's been an honor. Cheers. Thanks.